Welcome to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here, part of the Georgia Public Broadcasting family. I am John Nelson in Atlanta. Mi compadre, mi amigo, my partner in crime, Tommy Palmer, is down in the borough. Tommy, we just got out of the quarterfinals with action on GPB involving Rome and Dutchtown, and we are now into the semifinals. Where would you like to start, sir? Uh, let's start in 7A, an excellent place to start. Well, since they have the most A's, and you could have either Region 1, Region 8, or a mix because Lowndes knocks off Grayson, and then you've got Milton, and Lowndes and Milton, by the way, subtle plug, will be the Football Fridays in Georgia game for the semifinals from Denmark High School. All-access pass starts at 7, kickoff a little after 7.30. And then on the right-hand side, Archer holds off Tift, and they have to go to Moultrie. Yep, and that's interesting. One of the things that I had forgotten, of course, we always talked about Grayson from beginning of the season until right now. I had forgotten 12 D1 prospects Mm -hmm. on that football team and Lowndes in a rebuilding year. What a shocker. And they win 20 to 15. Good job by Lowndes on the road. And, of course, and I said this last week, I hope I didn't offend anybody, I don't know that anybody had Milton penciled in in the uh, semifinals. I think everybody thought Colquitt County would be there. And, of course, after the show, Archer put on against uh, uh, our friends from uh, uh, Big Orange Jungle. Yeah, Parkview, yeah. Yeah, from Parkview, uh, we kind of thought Archer may be there. And, hey, this is the final four here is outstanding, John. Yep, and you look at 7A, and I think the biggest test, though, is on the right-hand side. At, when yeah. you look at Archer heading down to Moultrie and taking on Rush Probst, you know, Rush put up 49 on McEachern and then just absolutely took care of business against their defending champ, North Gwinnett. Well, you know, as you and I talked last week, Rush told me a year ago, if you're going to get me, you probably need to get me last year because you're not going to get me for a while. 6A, and once again, it is... Region 1 and Gwinnett County, as you look at it, because in uh, Gwinnett and Hall County, because you've got Decula knocking off Valdosta, putting up a big number. Northside, Lanier beating Coffee 27-7, and Lee County beating Creekview in what a lot of folks thought would be the de facto 6A title game. Yeah, definitely. And I was doing some research the other day and went back and took a look at Northside of Warner Robins because of those five losses. And that's so uncharacteristic of Northside Warner Robins. And if you go back and take a look at the Georgia High School Historians Association at this year's schedule with Northside Warner Robins, take a look at those games they lost. And that's probably a little misleading. They're a lot better than an 8-5 and five football team. 5A, and do you want to call Bainbridge beating Buford a surprise or a shock considering this is now the third top 10 team they bumped off in a row? Well, you know, I, I really take a look at Bainbridge. They were 2-5. and five. They've won six games in a row heading into, uh, you know, the semifinals here 
when a team's playing this well, it's kind of hard to beat them. They're going to have their hands full with Stockbridge. But, you know, never say never. You just really don't know about this Bainbridge team. And the interesting thing about it, they only have two or three seniors on this football team. They are loaded with sophomores and juniors, but they've got a couple of D1 prospects on that defense, and they are a good football team. They're playing with a lot of confidence. I don't think anything scares them anymore. They ride the yellow buses all over the state. They do not take the charter buses. You know, they're kind of the blue-collar team in this whole scheme of things, John. You look at them, and they're going up against the Stockbridge team that put up a big number on Carrollton. I don't think I mean, on a car, on Carrollton because Carrollton didn't end up with over a hundred yards of total offense until late in the game. I want to say late third quarter, dominating performance by the Tigers and Coach Kevin Whitley. Boy, was that not a a shock for Carrollton? You know, this is one of those teams that generally averages three fifty, three seventy five uh, offense in a game, but uh, hey, not this time. On the other side, it's Rome and Warner Robins, version 2.0. Yeah. Uh, What can you say about this one? And, of course, uh, Rome, very good. They put on a good show the other night, although I thought uh, Dutchtown played very well other than the uh, problems on defense over there. It got comedic after a while, but uh, Dutchtown really played well. Rome's a good football team. Warner Robins is a good football team. All these four, anything can happen here, too, as well. Quad A, and we were looking at Mary Persons and Marist, and we pretty much thought that whoever could control tempo would have the advantage. Marist Mm -hmm. ended up controlling tempo, uh, game-winning field goal with about two minutes to go. 10-7 win in Forsyth, and once again, you'll get contrast of styles again going up against Cartersville, and on the right-hand side, Blessed Trinity put an end to Eastside's great year with with a big win, and then Troop goes down to Cairo and gets the Duke. The biggest surprise to me was in this Marist and and Mary Persons game. Mary Persons was averaging, what, 45 points a game almost? And and you did expect them to put up at least 14, maybe 17 points. We knew Marist was going to dominate time of possession with, you know, that ground game that they always have. And here we have Cartersville right down there waiting on Marist yet again. Cartersville is here now, what, in the semifinals, five out of the last seven years. Sounds about right with everything that they've done with uh, Trevor Lawrence and now T. Webb at quarterback. And for those that might have remembered T. Webb from a couple of years ago, yes, he was the eighth grader that got offered by Louisville when he was an eighth grade quarterback. Yep, definitely. And Blessed Trinity, they're another one of those blue-collar football teams. You know, they line up in the eye. They get real sophisticated. They'll line up in a wing T formation. Troop's going to throw it all over the place. And, you know, weather permitting, this could be a really good football game. you got to give the edge to Blessed Trinity, though, because defending champions, they do what they do very well. And the return of Elijah Green to the running game a couple weeks back has really done wonders for Tim McFarlane and the Titans. In AAA, Monroe area goes down to Bearville and loses to Pierce County. So Jason Strickland makes it to a semifinal. Cedar Grove, I think this was another surprise. I don't necessarily think the win was... Was the surprise, but the margin was the surprise there. 
This was a blistering, 55 to nothing. I think this was the worst Benedictine had been beaten since 2006. And you just don't go into Savannah State Stadium with that just rabid uh, B.C. crowd down there. And I'm sure Cedar Grove travels well, but I don't think they had any kind of fan base compared to what B.C. threw out there. But to beat that bunch 55 to nothing, this was a good football team who had only lost to, guess who? Blessed Trinity. Boy, that was a shocker to me. Pierce County, Jason Strickland has done just such a wonderful job down there. He is in his second year, I believe it is, down there, or maybe his third. I think it's his second. Yeah, second year at at Pierce County. And he has really done a super job there. Uh, This could be a good football game. And then on the other side of the bracket, (laughs) hello, testing, one, two, three, four. Check, wait, there we go, I'm checking the microphone right now. There you go. We have uh, Peach County, 11 and 2 on the year, at Calhoun, and I have no further comments on this one. Yeah, considering that you were front and center for the 2017 version, the 2018 version at the Reeve is going to be absolutely electric, and those are the words that we're going to use. Double A, Fitzgerald went to Tiger and did some damage up there. Heard County and Dublin as well on the left-hand side. Yep, and Fitzgerald... Uh, our old friend, uh, Mr. Pruitt, has yep. got them playing very well right now. This team always travels well at this time of the year. And they I think they take a lot of pride in the fact, John, of just being the road warriors. But they're playing really well right now. And you know if you go and beat Rabin County at Tiger, that's a, that's a, a day's work in itself. But this team, Heard County, is one of those well-kept secrets of a a really good football team who bothers no one. Just come play us, and we'll show you how good we are. And Rock Mart, I don't think anybody thought Rock Mart on the right-hand side of the bracket was going to be 13-0 right now. Right. They're playing very well. And Callaway, the team that knocked off Hapeville Charter, who was very good again this year, all four of these teams are worthy champions, in my opinion, John. You look at Heard County and what Tim Barron has done. Early on in the year, Heard County lost to Hapeville Charter in Franklin on Football Fridays in Georgia Facebook Live. We were front and center for that one. And then a lot of folks were pointing at that Heard County-Callaway game as one that would dictate where things were going to go. And you have a quarterback like Elijah Huzzy doing what he's been doing for Heard County this year. It's been tremendous work for them. You could have, once again, the possibility of region rivals facing each other in a final if things go one way or the other. And then Rockmart, 13-0, best start since 1950 when they won the state championship that year. So obviously a lot of folks in Polk County fired up about uh, what the Yellow Jackets are up to in AA this year. Yeah, definitely. One of those great classifications that we talked about last week on on the podcast, if you remember. One of the toughest places to win a state title in AA this year. Class A private, and it was uh, in Class A in and of itself, seven of the eight teams were one, two, three, and four. The only one that Mm -hmm. was not was... Uh, I think it was Commerce was Team 9 when you're looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. So you had 1, 8, 2, 7, 3, 6, and 4, 5, except for Commerce, which was the 9 coming in to mm-hmm. play the 1. But we'll start off on the private side. Your takeaways from what happened on the private side is everyone is still looking at Eagles Landing Christian and Athens Academy. 
Yeah, that's that's amazing right there. But of course, you've got crosstown rivals here, Athens Academy playing at Prince Avenue or Prince Avenue at Athens Academy in this one. This is not a surprise. Athens Academy, the runner-up last year to Eagles Landing Christian Academy. I think most people thought they were going to be there again this year. Prince Avenue, of course. Uh, what a heated rivalry. Uh-huh. I mean, listen, the, you know, as nicely as I can say this, they're not the best of friends at Athens Academy and Prince Avenue when it comes to football. Now, Brock Vandegrift, the quarterback at Prince Avenue, putting up some major numbers this season. And then Savannah Christian has made it into the semis, and they get Eagles Landing Christian. And they get them at home, and that yes. may be a very good thing for Savannah Christian Prep. They're always good at Savannah Christian. They went through a couple of years there where the wheels came off the wagon a little bit, but they have really just reestablished that program again. They're playing so well. They're not big and, you know, real authoritative or anything. They just play the game really well, and uh, they're going to have to because you got Eagles Landing Christian Academy, who we almost, without exception, for no particular reason than theirs, we kind of penciled them in at the beginning of the year, you know? Jonathan Guest doing a tremendous work, uh, a tremendous job with the work he's doing with the Chargers down there in Stockbridge. Now in Class A Public, mm. once again, you could have another, if things fall a certain way, you could have another region uh, region show-off for the last game of the year. Irwin County beats Commerce. That was the one in the nine, the only one that wasn't a 1-8. Pelham mm-hmm. beats Green County. Tremendous year for Green County. Marion and Sly, County Neighbors, part of the old Tri-County High, if, if memory serves. Miriam Webster and Sly, I think, were the uh, original Tri-County High. So you had Buena Vista going up against Ellaville, and Buena Vista gets the Duke there. <laughs> Clinch County just kind of hanging out, and they knock off Mount Zion Carroll on the right-hand side. It's amazing what you can do with a single wing these days and these high-powered offenses, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, Irwin County dodged a bullet late against Commerce and remains unbeaten 12 to nothing. But, boy, they're going to have their hands full, even in a home game against Pelham. This team's averaging about 45 points a game. And this team is loaded with speed. Pelham, this is probably their best football team ever. Absolutely, no doubt. And Marion County is one of those that you just kind of sit there and say, are they this good? And the answer to that is yes. Yes. And Clinch County has to go on the road and play this one. This one's going to be a great football game on the right-hand side of the bracket, as well as the one on the left-hand side with Irwin County and Pelham. You can't get four better Class A public schools than this one playing for the right to go play at Mercedes-Benz, John. And it's going to be fun watching these four these uh, four teams going at it in all eight classifications. We're down to 32, and that is it for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting and GPB Media. Use the quotes, Football Fridays in Georgia. Close your quotes, hit the magnifying glass, search for us, save us, and make sure that you are a part of it every single week. Download us and carry us wherever you go. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Give us like 38 different stars every single time. Log in is 9 different people and give us five stars every single time he is tommy palmer i am john nelson you can keep an eye on everything going on football at gpb tv gpb.org the on the gpb sports facebook page follow us on twitter at gpb sports also download the gpb football app available for ios and android lounge and milton semifinal in 7a all access passes at seven o'clock friday night kickoff a little after 7 30 
It is Matt, it is Brian, it is me, it is Chelsea. It is a big cast. Everybody at GPB going to give you the semifinals as we get ready for the Dome. Play it safe, everybody. We will see you at the games on Friday and let us know what you see. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.